Second Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. And it came to pass after this that the king of the children of Ammon died, and Hanan his son reigned in his stead. A pagan king has died. And Ammon, they're cousins to the Israelites because they are children of Lot. But they're pagans, and their king has died. So now they have a new king, Hanan. Two, and David said, I will show kindness unto Hanan, the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness unto me. So David sent by the hand of his servants to comfort him concerning his father. And David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon. Now, even though they're pagans, they're still cousins. And Nahash was good to David, so David wants to honor Hanan. Three, but the princes of the children of Ammon said unto Hanan their lord, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Hath not David sent his servants unto thee to search the city, and to spy it out, and to overthrow it? They're giving bad advice to Hanan. His courtiers are saying, No, David is being dishonest. He isn't really here to comfort you. He actually is staking out your territory because he's going to attack you. And they're totally wrong. 4. So Hanan took David's servants, and shaved off the one half of their beards, and cut off their garments in the middle, even to their buttocks, and sent them away. He's humiliating them by making them look like clowns, and he has shortened their skirts on one side so that one leg is completely exposed, and he's shortened their beards on one side so that one side of their jawline and neck is completely exposed, making them look like absolute clowns. So he's humiliated David's men. Now these men probably brought gifts to him to comfort him and kind words, and now they've been humiliated. 5. When they told it unto David, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown, and then return. They were so ashamed of the way they looked without their full-grown beards that they couldn't even return back to Jerusalem because they would be so humiliated in front of the Israelites. He couldn't even send them new clothes to wear because their beards were still halfway cut off. He told them to stay in Jericho and just hide there until their beards grew, which means they're probably going to be in Jericho for like six months. They can't see their wives and children for six months. 6. And when the children of Ammon saw that they were become odious to David, the children of Ammon sent and hired the Arameans of Beth-Rehob, and the Arameans of Zobah, twenty thousand footmen, and the king of Makkah with a thousand men, and the men of Tob, twelve thousand men. They're gathering David's enemy. David had just fought the Arameans successfully, so obviously the Arameans don't like David. Now that Hanan sees that the advice he was given was bad advice and that David is angry with him, he now is gathering an army to fight David because he figures you can't get along with an enemy. The only thing you can do is fight your enemy. And he sees David as his enemy. And this is a real tragedy. This is all the result of bad advice. So we must be careful who we listen to. Altogether, Hanan has gathered 33,000 soldiers that are all pagans to fight David. 7. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the host of the mighty men. David sent his top fighter, Joab. And David has some really amazing fighters. The Bible will go over who all of they are later. 
8, and the children of Ammon came out and put the battle in array at the entrance of the gate, meaning that they fell into battle formation. And the Arameans of Zobah and of Rehob and the men of Tob and Makkah were by themselves in the field. Only the Ammonites are in battle formation. The other pagan soldiers are waiting in the field. 9. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before and behind, he chose of all the choice men of Israel and put them in array against the Arameans. Joab chose the best fighters to face the Arameans, but the other pagans are behind him, so he needs to do something about that too. 10. And the rest of the people he committed into the hand of Abishai his brother, and he put them in array against the children of Ammon. Joab is facing the Arameans, and his brother Abishai is facing the Ammonites. The Arameans are the ones who David just fought. The Ammonites are the cousins to the Israelites, who are also pagans. 11. And he said, If the Arameans be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will come and help thee. Joab is making a covenant with his brother Abishai, saying, We're both going to fight as well as we can, but if you see that I'm starting to lose the battle against the Arameans, you come over to my side and help me out. And if I see that you're losing the battle against the Ammonites, I'm going to come over to your side and help you out. 12. Be of good courage, and let us prove strong for our people, and for the cities of our God, and the Lord do that which seemeth him good. Joab is speaking a good word. He's saying, We will fight as courageously as we can, and we will trust the Lord that he will cause us to win, if he wants us to win. 13. So Joab and the people that were with him drew nigh unto the battle against the Arameans, and they fled before them, meaning the Arameans fled. They were terrified of the Israelites. 14. And when the children of Ammon saw that the Arameans were fled, they likewise fled before Abishai and entered into the city. Then Joab returned from the children of Ammon and came to Jerusalem. Which means both pagans on both sides fled from Joab and Abishai's army. They were terrified of the Israelites and they didn't want to fight. So they turned tell. 15. And when the Arameans saw that they were put to the worst before Israel, they gathered themselves together, 16, and had a desert sent, and brought out the Arameans that were beyond the river, and they came to Helam, with Shobach, the captain of the host of Hadadezer, at their head. Which means they're gathering reinforcements from their own army, the Arameans are. They don't feel that they have enough fighters to go against Israel as they are, so they're gathering more fighters, with a new captain named Shobach. 17. And it was told David, and he gathered all Israel together, and passed over the Jordan, and came to Helam. Helam is where the Arameans have gathered reinforcements. And the Arameans set themselves in array against David, and fought with him. Now King David is actually in the battle himself. He's joined Joab and Abishai on the battlefield, and he is fighting the Arameans again. Now they have a real beef with David because he just won them in a previous battle. 18. And the Arameans fled before Israel, and David slew of the Arameans 700 drivers of chariots and 40,000 horsemen, and smote Shobach, the captain of their host, so that he died there. David killed Shobach, and he killed 700 chariot men and 40,000 horsemen. 19. And when all the kings that were servants to Hadadezer saw that they were put to the worst before Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Arameans feared to help the children of Ammon anymore. 
which means the Arameans never wanted to fight with the Ammonites again because it was too scary to fight against Israel. And all the kings in this battle made peace with David and with Israel, meaning they made an alliance because they didn't want to fight him anymore, which means they're going to be giving him presents, kind of like paying taxes and possibly being servants to him. This is a huge win for David because it's like he won five kingdoms all in a couple of battles. And that concludes Second Samuel chapter 10.